right, kids, so we have a Zazzle account now. So do you remember when we did that Kentucky Meat Shower t-shirt? Mm-hmm. We have a Kentucky Meat Shower t-shirt up on our Zazzle account. That's right. And that Zazzle account is www.zazzle.com backslash Curioso Podcast. And we're going to be making sure we put that out there so you guys can see it. And we're going to continue to put some other merchandise up on it. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye out and get some shirts. Because we need to keep the lights on. We need to keep that... Uh, Curioso thing curious. And we just need to keep that bandwidth flowing. So if you could buy some merchandise and uh, that'll help us pay for the bandwidth, we would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, and if your friends ask you where you got that shirt... Or what it means, tell them. Tell them about Curioso Podcast. Tell them how much you love it. Tell them how much you love me. And you like Chris. What? What? You're such a jerk. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you so much, Curiosos. For my fourth wedding anniversary, my wife and I decided to go to Natural Bridge. We have some videos about it on the website. You can take a look at us going into different caverns and stuff out there, and it's really a very, very cool place. But the coolest thing about Natural Bridge is Foamhenge. Foamhenge is this amazing construct out there that looks exactly like Stonehenge with a fiberglass Merlin sitting in the middle of it, creating Stonehenge from his magic his fiberglass fingers. It's huge blocks of foam painted over with a, with a battleship gray sitting up on this hill. When we went back again this summer with my son, it was all closed down. We had to hop the fence to go check it out, but I don't think Mark Klein, the creator, would mind. I'm Christopher Scarborough. And I'm Joe Taylor. And welcome to the Curioso Podcast. Well, hey there, Joe. What's going on today? <laughs> hey, Chris. Joe, what you got to talk about? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to stop just, that. That's no, really bad. No, wait. Maybe I should use my old Anglo-Saxon British accent. Okay, but I'm not going to hinge my bets on you doing it properly. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> did I sound did I sound Celtic maybe? No, no. you sound like you had a frog stuck in your throat. Yeah. Well, okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> so what's today's topic, Chris? What the heck are we talking about? Joe, we are talking about hedges. Hedges? Yeah. Like Benson and Hedges? The cigarettes? No, like like hedge knights. <laughs> hedge from, knights. from Game of Thrones. No? <laughs> No, no, no. We're talking about hinges. Hinges. Not like the things on doors. Not hinges. Hinges. What is this, Abbott and Costello routine? <laughs> oh, that's great. All right, Who's on first? <laughs> <laughs> who, who created the hinges? <laughs> right. Um, no, no, no. The, the hinges are these, these crazy prehistoric earthwork monuments. Mm -hmm. So now they come from probably, the, the name Henge probably comes from the most renowned and most known, of course, being Stonehenge. Yes. One word, capital S, mm -hmm. Stonehenge. Mm -hmm. So uh, that, was the, that was the name uh, in English that we had for it during the Neolithic time, and it's, you know, gone on. Uh, it's a Neolithic monument. Right. So right. Uh, Stone Age, before the Bronze Age, before uh, the Copper Age, and uh, what are we... Before the Internet Age. Yeah, before the Internet Age, before yeah. all of that, before <laughs> cell phones, and mm -hmm. before we even had, you know... TVs. Uh, TVs, or really even uh, metal knives. Yeah. Uh, we had the Neolithic period, where we were 
carving flint and uh, you know and making knives out of that yep. and arrowheads and, and things like bones that. and and mm-hmm. uh, heated wood. Yeah, you know where you we sharpen a, a stick and you you heat it over a, a fire and it actually hardens the wood. Mm-hmm. Not very much, but enough to give your you know predator or prey animal a good couple of jabs before it breaks again. To stick them with the jab again. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. With the business end. With the <laughs> <laughs> business. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, so that is where the, the word henge comes from. It mm-hmm. is, you know, a, a prehistoric earth, uh, earth, and earthen, earthen, yeah, rocks so, and dirt and, and, and earth. And basically, geomancers made these, right? Mm-hmm. Now, right. those are the guys who raise the dead, right? No, that's a necromancer. These are the guys that raise earth. Yeah, yeah, geomancers. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. you can just make earth move to you. It's basically, you know, Create golems, yeah. Not golem, but golems. <laughs> create go- golems. No, that was made by the the, the magical right. ring. Yeah, right. One ring to rule all. Precious. <laughs> yeah, not those kind. So the the word henge actually comes from the English uh, hang, and because the stones are kind of hanging out there in the air. Mm. And that was the idea. So it was like a stone hang. So, you know, just hanging out of the stones. You know what I mean? You know, in that big old circle. All those, you know, prehistoric punks just chilling, you know. Well, we'll we'll actually get to that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like having a rock concert. You know, Mm -hmm. we'll we'll get to that a little (laughs) bit later on. But that might not be too far from the truth. Mm -hmm. So So a hinge is roughly circular, oval-shaped, and... uh, they're usually in areas enclosed and delimited by a boundary of earthwork, usually a ditch with an external bank. Mm-hmm. So basically concentric rings. Yeah. You know, the, the henge, as it were, is inside of an outer uh, bank that is usually sunken down. Yeah, if you love to put a ring on it. <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> Most distinctive components of any henge monument are its banks and ditches. Most henges have either a single ditch or a pair of concentric ditches surrounding the central area. This is not always the case, however. Some henges have no ditch, while others even have three. Three ditches. Mm-hmm. So I, I was actually... so. I believe there's, you know, and these these henges are all over England. Mm-hmm. So they're all over. What is it? The the uh, the west side of England. West side. What, yeah. So they're they're <laughs> all over there, and yeah. you know, Stonehenge just being the most popular one because yes. it was it was around. It has been around not necessarily the longest, but it has held up the best. Right. Yeah. You know, it's I mean, actually still stone standing on top of stones. And, and there are other henges in the world as well, mm-hmm. besides just. Primarily in Britain, but that's where the largest amount uh, are, are in one area. Is. Congregated. Yes. That's where all the henges hang out. Yeah, that's where they all chill. <laughs> Most henges have either one entrance or two opposed entrances. Suppose, you know, like the, the people who, who do all the studying and everything and trying to figure out what the purpose was, why it's designed this way, why it, it points this direction... They all can kind of agree that this henge or that henge have one or two central entrances to get inside. And this is without the, the um, use of, of walls or roofs or any. They, they can construct all these elaborate structures around it nowadays with computer graphics, trying to imagine what it used to be like. Imagine... Uh, what it was used for. But the, the one thing that they can all kind of agree on is the entrances and exits. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's good to know your exits, right, and your entrances. The alignment of hinges seen in the position of their entrance is highly variable and may have been as much conditioned by local geography as by any preferred orientation. So basically, depending on the topographical area you're in, it may not behoove you to put the entrance facing north. You know what I mean? So they may 
have moved it south or east or southeast, depending on, on what they're using it for. There is, however, a slight tendency for hinges with a single entrance to have the entrance set in the north or northeast sector, while sites with two entrances are aligned southeast, south by southeast, northwest, north by west, or east-northeast, and west-southwest. So they're either taking... Didn't you just name every single direction? Yeah, but they're... Besides, like, the cardinal directions? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, majority mm-hmm. are north. And the other ones pretty much will pick whichever the the topographical, the, the area, the map, you know, the ground itself will allow. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, it's up to speculation. Why, why does it face this way? Why does it face that way? Uh, there are so many varying theories and thoughts about, you know, are, they're on ley lines or it's facing the North Star or it's facing, you know, this constellation. That's why, you know, that there are so many broad ideas of what they were used for. Well, the and, and Stonehenge specifically, because it has had the most amount of uh, research gone into it mm-hmm. because it's one of, the, one of the most popular henges. Yeah. Uh, you, you have during the summer solstice, the, the, you actually have what the longest day of yeah. the year. You yeah. have the summer solstice, and the sun will actually come up over the the this the one stone in the middle, mm-hmm. one of the sarsen stones. Yep. It comes over top Those of it. Those are the ones it, that that lay on top. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it comes over the top, and you can see it, and it'll shine straight through to the other side. Okay, and it's uh, it's just it's 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 amazing that it's still you know it's set up to do that every mm-hmm. single year, always on the summer solstice. Right. Even so, with, with movement of the earth over, what, two, 3,000 years, mm-hmm. it's still within its original... Its birth, yeah. Yeah, to be almost its original. I mean, we still... There's several inches of movement mm-hmm. from when it was first you know, constructed, but it's still within that realm that you can kind of understand that's what they're pointing to. Yeah. 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 So the the... It, it that that's what happens, you know, during the summer solstice. But there's other ones. Uh, for instance, Woodhenge, which is about, I believe, three miles away or mm-hmm. so. And uh, yeah, I could do wood. that in meters, but we're here in the U.S., so not in boo boo. Um, it's made out of wood. Right? It's made out of wood. Yeah. Yeah. So, and uh, that is. It also has another name for kind of the other area, the uh, Durrington Walls. And just outside of the Durrington Walls, you have a wood henge. Mm-hmm. And that was all made out of wood, and they had to excavate it and, and, and find it. And, in fact, they came across a lot of it when they were putting, um, I believe it was, it's like the 808 highway th- through. Okay. Uh, that goes kind of through the area. Right. And by the river near it, which is the Avon River, or the Avon River. Avon. However yeah. you, you pronounce it. So you have the this Woodhenge thing, mm-hmm. and uh, that's right outside of the Durrington Walls, which is basically like uh, it has a huge ditch around it, mm-hmm. right? So it's almost like two, you know, henges right next to each other. A Circus. Oh. Yes. Oh, that's a thing, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So the, the Woodhenge, basically what they were saying is that during the winter solstice, mm-hmm. um, I believe that you, you actually get the same thing happening at Woodhenge. Oh, nice. Yeah, because of the different direction that it's facing. Right. So you have the same thing happening at Woodhenge, uh, and so it's almost like complete opposites. So one of the other really neat things, uh, originally they thought that Stonehenge was kind of like a sun worshiper's uh, ideal. It was kind of like... That you know they were worshiping the sun, so at, at its you know highest point, it was coming over top. But right, then, yeah. astrological calendar. Uh huh. Yeah. But then they kind of had an idea that the the Stonehenge stone, knowing that it's going to be there forever. Okay. Yeah. And then Woodhenge, you know, a few miles away, knowing that wood doesn't last forever. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and you know the one being during the summer, the other being during the winter. They think that it was less of like a sun worshippers. Um, cult or, you know, however you say, and it was more like the Woodhenge was kind of like for reveling. Okay. So that was kind of where you would go to have a party. So it was, it would be like, 
you know, uh, when so we Stonehenge talked about Halloween is, and Harvest. Yeah, so Stonehenge is, is the office. Yeah. And Woodhenge is the bar. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So Woodhenge, everyone would get together, and they've actually excavated huge, uh, you know, uh, huge, all these little houses, mm-hmm. these little thatched roof houses they found, um, you know, hearths and entrance ways and, and things like that. But they also found a lot of food laying around. Okay. And what they find so odd about that is that the food that they found laying around, it's not just like a, a bone here or there. Mm-hmm. It's like lots of bones and lots of food. So they hmm. think they were really partying it up and they were eating a, a lot and they were harvesting and they found out that the that the pigs that were slaughtered there mm-hmm. were about nine months old. Okay. So the, the reason that that's important is because at nine months is about when you, you want to call your herd. Right. So, you know, it's born... It's about, you know, give it about nine months. So mm-hmm. you have, you know, the, the summertime about nine months later, you're in the middle of winter. It's a good time to to to, to kill that hog and, and eat it. Right. So that's right. what they were finding out. So so it was like a, you know, place to revel. And then they would go to the Stonehenge and, and they thought that they were celebrating the dead at Stonehenge. Okay. So that was a place where the spirits will lay. Mm-hmm. That's why it was able to survive for so long because it's made of stone and they know that the dead are going to be rested there. They found yeah. tons of cremate, uh, cr- cremains, right? Remains. So cremated remains, right? <laughs> all around uh, Stonehenge. They, and that's, they found that all over the place. They did not find any of that at Woodhenge. Okay, just the snacks. Just and... all the snacks all over the place. Yeah, right. all all the all the suckling pigs. <laughs> right. All the... the Filipino box spring hogs. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So it's really neat that these are are like two separate worshiping areas. Mm-hmm. One for revelry. One for you know having your you know Thanksgiving kind of party. Right. Right. And then one for you know like uh, you know like worshiping the dead. Now, so like ancestor worship almost. Now were they contemporary? Or did Woodhenge come after Stonehenge? Actually, no. I believe that Woodhenge was made ahead of time. Was 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 actually hmm. predates Stonehenge. Okay. But there are there's even other ones like the uh, the Avebury stones. Uh-huh. The Avebury stones they predate Stonehenge by at least five hundred years. Okay, and, and those are the ones that are they're in like Beckhamton. Yeah, they're just they're like to the north, West yeah. Kennet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, I you know they've they've found I, there's so many henges, you know. And oh, I mean, yeah. there's yeah. there's so so much to talk about. Everybody but, so, in, in Britain has their own henge. Yeah, no, there's one in like every backyard. Yeah, it has it, it, it in in your garden. Sorry, <laughs> right? There's one it's in every garden. It's a garden henge. Yeah. Uh, so I apologize. Actually, Woodhenge and Stonehenge, everyone believes that they were created right around the same time. Mm-hmm. So when they were created, they were creating both of them. That's why they think it's a dichotomy, you know. And like I said, originally thought they thought that Stonehenge was for sun worship, right? And then they've kind of refined their idea when they found Woodhenge and they found all this, you know, revelry and food that it was almost like, um, like like two different ways of worshiping. So yeah. so when you were done doing all your revelry, you would get along the you would go along the water mm-hmm. along the Avon River. Follow that up to Stonehenge, or you know, some, take some kind of a boat up to Stonehenge, right. and then you would worship the dead, and then your your festival would be over. Right. So it's kind of it's it's kind of neat. It's you know, but you know, with these stones, they were all you know, they're the sarsen stones. Right. Right. Now these sarsen stones, they are. Uh, they, I mean, they're twenty five tons. <sighs> they're like thirty feet long, nine meters, twenty two point six metric tons. I mean, they're they're huge, and they're actually dragged down a distance of about twenty miles from Marlborough Downs. Now, these things are massive. Oh yeah, and they're they're yeah. all made out of sandstone, but mm-hmm. they're not just normal sandstone. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're sandstone that has been basically fused with silica. Okay, right. so you're right. talking like you know, like glass, right? You yeah. Know? So you have these huge sandstones that are fused with silica that are basically like cement blocks. Yeah. Because I of mean, time and pressure, they've compacted so much yeah. that you can still chip away at them and form these giant monoliths, mm-hmm. 
but their weathering is slowed because of the the silica and the compression. But but you were talking about chipping away. I, I was uh, watching a, a a decent documentary mm-hmm. all about what we're discussing, well, all about Stonehenge basically, right? And and Woodhenge, you know, and 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 all that. And it's it's called I believe it's called Decoding Stonehenge, and this mm-hmm. is on uh, Netflix Instant Streaming. So if you get a chance to watch this, watch it. But the the one archaeologist was discussing the fact that these these pilings, these these rocks, these sarsens are so so hard, okay, mm-hmm. that you can't chip away at them. I mean, and plus, you no, know, I'm the- saying originally when they were first carved and pulled out, mm-hmm. uh, you know, of the of the the mountains. Well, and I got to the- be honest with you, I don't think that they carved them. They didn't really carve them out of the rock. They found them standing. They chose the stone mm-hmm. th- that it was already broken off of everything else. They were they were pulled along by glaciers. So they were left by glaciers. Right. So they were already these large rocks and these, you know, formations. Mm-hmm. They would find one, they would choose it, and then they would drag it all the way, you know, to, to the area that they wanted to bring it, 20 miles to Stonehenge. That so, is a hike. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's, it's really quite ridiculous that they actually you know, took on this, except for the fact yeah, that it, well. they probably did it as a religious ritual. Yeah. So, yeah. and no one's really sure how long it would take them to move one of these, you know, 25 ton stones, you're 20 talking, miles. You're talking months. You're talking months to possibly a year, maybe two years. So to move so, one. Yeah. Just to move it. Mm-hmm. This is not to erect it. Yeah. Place it, you know, and, and have it be where you want it. And you can't just be like, oh, oh guys, um, could you just move it over to the left, like four feet? Yeah. No. 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 This, no. Once it's there, it's there. Yeah. There were. Yeah. There's planning. There's diagram. There had to be some sort of, you know, math involved. Mm-hmm. You know, in 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 drawing, you know, a plan of of attack to deal with this. And what I what I was talking about with the not being able to really carve it because mm-hmm. it's so hard. And the, the, the tools that they had at the time, they didn't have metal. They didn't have metal chisels and things like that. Right, right. But I'm saying you can crack and chip rocks well, with other rocks. You can, and this is how they did it. So they basically would, uh, you know, basically take a very large stone mm-hmm. and they would bang it up against the side of one of these sarsens. Yeah. And it wouldn't take off like chunks. It would basically pulverize some dust off of it. Yeah. So I mean, you would you're talking about like hundreds of hours of of work just <laughs> yeah. to get like a little nub off of it or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it, you know, it would take hours. Well, so, I, I, you know, I, I'm I'm not disagreeing with you that they they found probably majority of them, mm-hmm. but there had to be some, uh, you know, a, a smidgen of alteration done. Yeah, you know, especially when you're talking of the precision with the the sunlight and everything and the movement of the earth they've also found several hundred hammer stones at the stonehenge site Mm -hmm. which are basically what you know what they're using to smash against the rock to pulverize it so you're 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 creating dust you're not creating like chunks like when you take flint Mm -hmm. and you whack it and you know a chunk of flint comes off right right. they actually have to like beat it and pulverize it then they take other stones and they rub it up against the side like you would you know with uh with um sandpaper to try and get them to and polish it down yeah yeah and but even though they didn't, they didn't necessarily carve it out of the hillside, <laughs> you know, like like we were discussing. Right. They still do a lot of carving because mm-hmm. these the Stonehenge specifically, it, it's just built so well. Yeah. I mean, compared to these other ones, so Stonehenge specifically, the, each one of the standing stones, mm-hmm. okay, each one of the standing stones were, uh, you know, the Sarsen stones. They are they're they're beaten down so they have a little nub on the top. Right. right. Think of like a Lego brick. Mm-hmm. Then the other stones that were placed at, to arch, mm-hmm. to go in a circle all the way around the top, the ones that they would have to lift and actually put on top. Yeah. These, they beat a hole into the bottom. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have a nub, then you have a hole. So insert, you know, tab A into slot B, and there you go. They stay on top, yeah. but not just that. It's a tongue and groove system. Well, yes. Yeah. Well, they, these are the little nub, little like nub system, right? Yeah. Then they would actually, along the side of each stone, on the end of each stone that sat on top, mm-hmm. they actually created a little V, 
and a and you know a, an inverted V, right. and that was the tongue and groove system yeah. all the way around the top. So that you have two separate types of you know of 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 fixture mounting. Yeah, 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 like like mount. You know what I mean? Ways of mounting them together. You right, know? and to keep them stable. Yeah, exactly. Because none of them are like teetering. They no. are. Yeah. Firmly in place. Yeah, and and I just I just think that that's amazing. That is like that is like you know Stone Age architecture. That's yeah. what you know. That's what they were doing. Mm-hmm. So you know, just the way that they they fit and they're placed. But you know, they were doing this like every single piece of rope mm-hmm. that they had to use. They had to make. They had to make. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. they weren't going to Home Depot. They weren't going to Lowe's and buying, you know, some rope and hauling stuff. Yeah, there was no, no they cranes. Were, there yeah. were no magic dragons to help lift it. Um, no okay. aliens. Well, no wizards. I, I mean, you know, some people think that. Oh, I'm Some people think Merlin created it. Some people think that, you uh, know, he, with his is magic. Is he that old? Yeah. Is he, he's that old. Yeah, that apparently, yeah. He, he's prehistoric magician. Well, they think that, you know, you, you have like, uh, which... By the way, there is another henge called <laughs> King Arthur's Round Table. Yes. Do you, you know? Mm-hmm. So there is, there, you know, which they think that Merlin also created, but they think mm-hmm. that, yes, Merlin was that old. Is he you know? just, he's, he's just been, been around. He's, so he's, he's like, a wizard. So he's like the Banksy of the prehistoric. Yeah, come on, man. You know, we're talking like, um, we're talking like you, you have, you know, like, what is it, The Hobbit? And then you have Lord <laughs> of the Rings, right? Right. Well, uh, you know, Gandalf, Dumbledore, which one is it? Gandalf. Gandalf. Yeah. yeah. Gandalf was you in, I, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> I actually knew that it was Gandalf, but right. Gandalf, you know, 20 years between The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings doesn't age a day. You know what I mean? Yes. We all know wizards don't age, man. That's it. That's, that's They get true. old and then they don't get any older. They're but, just always perpetual. They're actually old when they're born, like Benjamin Button. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, okay, so he... Pops out of the womb and he's a hundred years old in prehis- prehistoric times. So is Merlin ri- goes one hundred and ten percent. So is he riding years. around like you know megalodons and things? And- I think so. I think it's like the creationists when they ride dinosaurs. It's <laughs> right. Merlin, yeah, Merlin mm-hmm. on the back of a dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And he's- but he didn't use a T Rex because they can't move those arms. You right. know what I mean? And- They've got those little yeah. Yeah, but like I said, he's he's the Banksy of prehistoric times. He's mm-hmm. Just walking around in the British countryside, tagging places with henges. Yeah, just yeah. smacking henges up. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, there's another one. Yeah. <laughs> I made this one out of wood. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Feeling frisky. Let's made get it out drunk. of wood. <laughs> Break out the meat. Time for revelry, guys. Time for revelry. You know, I saw a stump over there, <laughs> and it had a beehive in it. It's been raining a lot. Right. <laughs> Let's go make a hinge. Mm-hmm. There are five classes, five classifications for hinges. Like the, you know, we classify everything. You get the Scoville scale. You got the Richter scale. Yeah, you got the other scale. The Bristol stool scale. Yeah. You know? What's that one? It's the... <laughs> tell how runny or hard <laughs> oh. or, or lumpy or different colors My, your stool is. Oh, oh, so it's not like a bar stool scale. No, 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 oh. no, it's, a, yeah. That's a lot the, different. Somebody actually, there was a scientist for that. How else are you supposed to get grant money? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to do a real quick test, Chris. Oh, all right. So I'm going to give you all five classes. Okay. And then you tell me which ones go where. All right. All okay. Right. So you've got your class one. You got your class one A. Mm-hmm. Your class two. Your class two A and your class three. Pretty simple. So one one A two two A and three. Right. Okay. No three A. No three A. Is there a triangle in this? <laughs> there might be a plie, but there's no three A. All right. Single entrance. Single bank and double circuit of ditches. So, all right. So we're we've got single entrance, mm-hmm. a single bank, mm-hmm. and what was the last part? Double circuit of ditches. Double circuit of ditches. I say that is a uh, class two. <laughs> two. Okay. <laughs> two opposed entrances, single bank. And single ditch circuit. 
Uh, I say that's class 1A. Mm. Oh, Actually, you know on. what? <laughs> you're, if you would have switched those answers, oh. you're doing perfectly well, right. Well, I'm, I'm guessing, right? So, so I'm guessing, okay, I'm guessing that when it has two entrances, mm-hmm. uh, like that's the di- one entrance is like a 1A and two entrances is like one or, or like one entrance is a one and two entrances is like one A well, is what, I, what I'm kind of like I'll, going I'll get, at. And then you're like two ditches and I'm like, uh, uh, oh, two ditches. See, and maybe that's like. I'll give you the base. Okay. okay. I'll give you the base. So I'll give you a class one. Okay. Okay. So single entrance, single bank, and usually single ditch. Okay. So one, 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 one. class one. Okay. All right. You're the one you, you should have given me, you know, backwards. All right, um, all right, all right. You, give me one more. Give me one, one more. more. Okay. Two opposed entrances, single bank, and two or more circuit of ditches. Okay. So, uh, all right. I'm going to go with a class two. Mm. Oh, come on. <laughs> Your class two answer that you already gave was two opposed entrances, single bank, single ditch. So your class is your entrance. Understand what I'm saying? Okay. So your your class two, two entrances. All right. Single bank, single ditch, one and one. That gives you your class two right off the bat. Your class 2A is still the same, two entrances, single bank, Two ditches. So if it has two ditches, it adds an A? Yes. What about uh, one? Class one is one, one, one. One entrance, one well, bank. Well, what's one A? That was the one you gave me for, for class two, where it was single entrance, single bank, double digits. I mean, double ditches. Double ditches. Okay. Yeah. So, so it that moves, was one it, A. So, okay. So it moves, it give, you, you add an A if it has an extra ditch. Right. Uh, all right. Okay. It's it's not very hard once you understand. Yeah. Well, look, buddy. As soon I mean, as you we, you you totally failed. But well, well, that's okay. That's all right. We'll we'll work it out when we start doing the Bristol stool scale, <laughs> and I'll get you back. <laughs> yeah, I bet. So, all right. I wanted to talk a little bit about Sir Cecil Herbert Edward Chubb. <laughs> okay. You want to talk about some Cecil Chubb? <laughs> I got uh, Sir Cecil Chubb, he was knighted. Thank oh, you very really? much. Yeah. I so, wish I had a knighted Chubb. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? He was the uh, first uh, first baronet. Uh, he was the uh, last private owner of Stonehenge. He was the eldest son of Alfred and Mary Chubb uh, in 1902. And well, he was he was uh, born in uh, 1876. Okay. Uh, in 1902, he married a uh, woman, uh, Mary Bella Alice Finch, mm-hmm. uh, who I guess would uh, be uh, Mary, Mary Chubb now. Well, say the whole name. Mary Bella Alice Chubb. Finch Chubb. Did she hyphenate? No, I don't. I doubt it. Okay. No, I mean, not, come on, not in 1915. You know, I'm just 1902. Saying. I doubt it. She probably took his name. Okay. So Stonehenge, which actually put up for auction. In 1915, by the Antrobus family, following the uh, following their death, mo- most of their death uh, by is it like a large bus? The Antrobus? Yeah, like the VW microbus. Is that like a larger I, bus? I don't think so. Okay, I don't. Just, think I'm just so. curious. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. no. I know it's actually a surname. Antrobus. Okay. Microbus. Antrobus. 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 Yeah, maybe if I just put it all together, like. <laughs> yeah. Instead of antrobus, if <laughs> right. I'm like antrobus, that's, that's why you're screwing me up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the antrobus family, uh, the uh, the after World War One, the only surviving male heir, uh, sold it to Cecil Chubb. He was interested in the local area, and uh, he attended the sale and uh, bidded on it, purchasing lot 15, mm. which is you know the the henge. Yeah. Uh, on question. a whim. And he bought it for uh, 6,600 pounds. Cheap. Yeah. And that would be about 623,000 in today's money. Pounds. Not so cheap. Yeah, 623,000 pounds in today's money. Wow. Um, and he, uh, he wished to avoid the stones being acquired by anyone overseas. He wanted to make sure it stayed... They stayed within... With the English. British realm. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So um, uh, he also bought the stones as mm. a present 
uh, a wedding present for his wife. Nice. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm sure she was very pleased by it. I don't know if she can get that ring fitted, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that seems That's, like a... It's pretty large. A large cut down. Well, when, you know, Beyonce said, if you love it, put a ring on it. <laughs> right. You know? Plop. Here's a, a hand. gigantic ring of stones. With a giant yeah. circus around it. It's all for you, baby. So, and that was, uh, a few years later, he actually did just donate it to the British government, and that was in 1918. Okay. Uh, and he died in uh, September 22nd of 1934 uh, in England of, uh, I believe it was heart disease. So, okay. he was the uh, Mr. Chubb, or Sir Chubb, was Chubb. the, was the, yeah, the final owner until it was given over to the British government. And by the way, I just want to let you know that on Find a Grave, I actually have his uh, gravestone. So if you're ever in England and you want to go find it, he is in uh, Wiltshire, England. Nice. Or rather his, his, his remains. Tombs. Yeah, his right. remains. Job. All, right. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about some other henges from around the world. Beautiful, lovely henges. So we've got Avebury, Dorchester, Gorsey, Bigberry. Bigberry. <laughs> you know, Bigberry. It's like uh, Buckaroo Banzai in the Eighth Dimension. John Big Booty. <laughs> <laughs> you have the Knowlton Henge. The, the Nick Knowlton? Yeah, <laughs> Nick Knowlton Nick Henge. Nolton henge. <laughs> this, one's, this one's awesome. The... Pretty Henge. Oh, it's well, such it's a pretty henge. P-R-I-D-D-Y. Oh, pretty. it's parody. Parody. Thornborough and the Woolards Bank Henge. And those are all in, in uh, England. You have a German henge called Gothic. And that was recently restored henge on the same latitude as Stonehenge, dated at 5000 B.C., you got some Irish henges. Castle Ruddery, a small Irish circle, has two 15-ton recumbent quartz portal stones. So there's a henge. Re what are recumbent? What is recumbents? Laying back. Okay. So yeah. they're reclining. <laughs> yeah. All right. Recumbent. <laughs> uh, you've got Liz Mullen, Monk Newton. And of course, you know, we were also talking about the Avebury stones. Mm hmm. Well, I said that off the bat. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah. 90, 90 miles west of London. Right. Uh, then you have some Scottish henges. You have Balfarg. Balfarg. Uh huh. Carbon dated at 2900 BC. Stones of Stens. So Scottish henge on the Orkneys, the Orkney Islands. Uh, estimated at at least 12,500 man-hours of labor to do that one. Wow. I um, mean, i got to imagine, like, most of these henges have have got to just take forever to make. Mm -hmm. I mean, and so basically, at the time, since this is like Neolithic man, this is Stone Age man, okay, they're making these. But think about, you know, think about, like, some of the cathedrals in England, you right. know, and, and what they did with stone. And mm -hmm. even some of the ones here in, in the U.S. Yeah. You know, I, I think, like, one of the oldest cathedrals we have is, is uh, I don't know, there's there's a ton of them. I, I know I saw, uh, you know, a few very old ones in Louisiana when I was down mm -hmm. in New Orleans and, and things like that. And they're all very beautiful. Um, and, and, and they're amazing. But that's what we do, you know, in, in honor of our religion. Right. Okay. Right. So these people, we, we think that this is crazy. Like they're going to carry all these stones and they didn't have tools and they didn't have, you know, they didn't have power tools and routers and, 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 you know, no, you know, no. they, horse drawn carts and things like that. But they were, they were, they were doing this for what they believed in, for yeah. their religion, for their, you know, that's why they were able to, to do this. You yeah, know They what had I mean? blood, sweat and conviction. I mean, definitely blood. <laughs> you know? Like, you're going to tell me at some point in time, one of these stones from one of these henges didn't fall on somebody. Or a couple just, of somebody's. Yeah, and smash them out right. There is no way yeah. that, 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 that that didn't happen. Well, can you even imagine, like, one of the, the, the foremost theories on how they got them to their points of... Besides alien technology. <laughs> right, besides mm -hmm. alien technology, uh, 
you know, on the backs of mammoths or dinosaurs or Merlin floating them, you know, mm-hmm. uh, with magic. Anti-gravity. Right. Yeah. You know, boots or he something. had the, the hoverboard. Jetpacks. Yeah. Uh, maybe with Doc Brown. <laughs> Doc Brown came back and said, you know, all right, Marty, you got to get him up to 88 miles an hour. <laughs> you know, maybe. But the majority is they took big old trees and used them as rolling logs. Mm-hmm. You know, they would line the trees up. And then lay the these giant, giant, massive monoliths on the on the logs, and just brute force ropes and stuff, and just pulled them along. And then as the the monolith is rolling on the logs, they just replace the logs in front, and they just keep rolling. Mm-hmm. I you know, and I've also heard that you know they they thought that they might have like greased some you know like greased the road and some other you mm-hmm. know some other ideas. Um, you know, I guess they were just like. You what what is that stuff? Uh, you know, that uh, lanolin, mm-hmm. you know, where they they comb sheep and they get it out of their hair. Yeah, it's sheep grease. Yeah, you sheep know what grease. I mean. Just just yeah. I guess you know. And but the, I don't think that I, I don't think that they would have to roll it. I can't think of any other way. But they also have found <laughs> these strange circular balls made of stone as mm-hmm. well, almost like like ball bearings. Okay. You know, they they found a few of those mm-hmm. at some of these sites. So well, it, is talking... it possible that they've 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 rolled rolled them on on balls? Yeah. You know? But I mean, that's the thing. It's like you look the, at the advancements that we've made, you know, with just in the past two hundred years, and you can't say that they got half these stones down using logs within who knows five ten years. And the other half, they got down using different methods, mm-hmm. you know? Well, I have to imagine that it would be a little bit easier to make, um, like, a wood henge. <laughs> <laughs> make, uh, hopefully if it's, like, balsa wood henge. Well, That would were, be awesome. But they were talking about this, this whole wood henge thing as well. And they're not even quite sure, you know, like, why that was made, you mm-hmm. know? Um, they thought that it was possible that Woodhenge was because it was it was made very similar to, to Stonehenge, right? And they think that it's possible that they first thought that they had built it as practice, mm-hmm. okay? Oh, um, like a like you would do a mock up for a, a building if you're an exactly. architect, exactly. But they so they made it out of wood. But mm-hmm. then you know they started finding these other things, like we were talking about, where it was turned for the for the winter solstice instead of the summer and things like that. Maybe that's when they originally started the plan to do it. Uh, possible, it's possible. And they decided, you know what? Let's let's uh, do it summertime. Yeah, that's a good day. It's, that's, a, it's that's a, good. It's it's a lot warmer. Yeah, you know, warmer. we have to cover ourselves in, in in less less fur. Yeah, we'll start, you know, uh, at two thousand BC, and by the time we're done, it'll be twenty seven. 100 BC, and it'll be that summer again. I don't know if they counted time. That, you you that. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> maybe, maybe they're just trying to plan seasonally for the work. But I, you know, but they, you know, they found out that you know it, it's it it is basically it is its own monument. But there, there's another one of these hinges, and I, I can't even remember which one it is now, and I apologize for that. But they, you know, they 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 found all the the wooden posts and it had like the ditch and it had all the all the posts all over the place and they possibly think the outside ditch and the the bank mm-hmm. is actually higher than the inside ditch okay, okay? then then basically the mound on the inside where it, it's holding all the the posts okay, okay. so the the mound outside okay Cersus. The yeah, yeah, the Cersus. The mound outside is higher, and then you have the ditch, okay? Mm-hmm. And then you have the mound on the inside with these little posts that are, no, what they say, no larger than a man. Okay. okay. They thought they were just about man height, okay? We're talking like, you know, you know six foot or so. So okay. the idea was that they, they think it's possible that on the outside, people stood mm-hmm. and watched as spectators. And then on the inside, they let go some kind of an animal, okay? Okay. And it was basically like a mock forest. So, you know, the, you know, the greatest warriors at the time would probably be hunters. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So they're firing bows and arrows and they're firing them at these, you know, a hog that they would release or an animal that they would release. Mm-hmm. And the ditch would keep it inside. Right. Of, the, of the forest, and they would go and they would hunt it. So basically, blood sport. 
Yeah. They, they thought it was, you know, ba- you know, basically, you know, an atrium for, for some kind of blood sport. I guess because they didn't have plays at the time. <laughs> I guess. You know yeah. I mean? And, uh, you know, let's hope uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme wasn't there because we just know <laughs> that he would have kicked everybody's butt. <laughs> right. He would have been on top of two of the pilings doing a split. Right. You right. Know? And acting really badly at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and that was one of the, the wood hinges that we found. But it it's it's not... It's, we're not sure why all these exist. We're not sure whether it is sun worshiping or or ancestor worship or just a place to bury your dead. Mm-hmm. It might be all of those. You know, it might also be, you know, they they thought for a while that these wood hinges were possibly used to hold up roofs, and people would just it was like a big pavilion. Okay, like a, like a communal house. Yeah, like a communal right. house or a pavilion to, to sit and eat and revel in and things like that. So, you know, you have all these different ideas. And, in fact, I found um, five strange theories about Stonehenge and what it might possibly be. And I think these kind of go for, like, almost all of the henges, okay? Mm-hmm. So, originally, probably it was so- some sort of cemetery for the elite. Okay. Okay. Um, you found these burned bone fragments. You know, uh, I mean, we know that you have cremation. You know, cremation and cremated remains there. Cremains. Right. So <laughs> they, yeah, let me try and get that out of my face. Mm-hmm. There's another theory that says the Stone Age pe- people used it as a place of healing. So you know, uh, there was. Large numbers of skeletons around, but a lot of those people, uh, they had signs of illness or injury. You had a lot okay. of people that wore, were, you know, they found a lot of bones with, uh, you know, V marks in their femurs and things like that. So they okay. think they were shot with arrows. Ah, okay. okay. So you have these V, you know, marks, but they're all around and they didn't heal. They were never, you know, healed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they think they died with the wounds. So they think that people were brought there. You know, hoping that, you know, whatever was there, it, it would be like a talisman, you know, a okay. place of healing. Okay. So you also have a you know, possibility that it was a celestial observatory. And we kind of discussed mm-hmm. that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you know, we talk about this, the sun coming up yeah, over, over the one stone. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the nearby river aligns with the sun on the winter solstice. Um, and, you know, we talk about the, the pigs that were slaughtered. Uh, in December and July, suggesting possible celebration rituals uh, at the monuments around the winter solstice. Mm-hmm. Um, you also have uh, the idea that it might be a team-building exercise. <laughs> <laughs> Go Team Henge! You know what I mean? Like, well, no, you know, a, a way to, to work your warriors out, you know? Yeah. A, a way to, to basically get the Neolithic people all together. To do something, for, to build for something. one cause. Yeah, you know, right. it, it's it's like when they, you know, when they talk about, you know, when He Man and Skeletor and they have to fight the other guy. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> yeah, even yeah. worse than Skeletor, and they have to team up. Yeah, it's you that know? old trope. Yeah, it's a it's, it is a trope. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But that's but that's my you know that's my whole point. You know, it, it would get everyone together, and then you you know of course have one of the weirdest that I think is that Stonehenge Stonehenge's circular construction. Uh, was created to mimic uh, uh, this, the mimic sound. So it was okay. like a sound illusion. So the idea is that like the natural acoustics, uh-huh. um, you know, if uh, say if two pipers play in a f- instruments in a field, a listener would notice the strange effect. So okay. I guess they've tried this out. In certain spots, the sound rate waves, from the uh, from the dual pipes will cancel each other out, creating quiet spots throughout the throughout mm-hmm. the throughout the whole hinge. Right. So they don't know whether this was like you know an the, after it, effect. Yeah, it was just or something it was that happened by design. Yeah, but I don't know if you've ever been to like a science center. Yeah. And you've spoken into one of the little. It's like a con- concave. Yeah, kind of disc acoustic. Yeah, yeah. So someone stands, you know, like forty feet away. You speak into it, and the other person can hear you because the way it collects the collects yep. the sound. Yeah, it's like a you know, giant it's, ear. It's, yeah, it's doing these sort of things with sound. It's mm-hmm. you know, so you know, and of course, I don't know if we've mentioned this, but it it is also possible that it was built, you know, for rock concerts. <laughs> That's true. 
Because you know how the uh, the prehistorics love their, uh, their, their rock, rock and roll, man. Yeah. You know? Well, that's where the, it comes from. Mm-hmm. You know? The rocks. And they had to roll them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. 20 yeah, miles. Yeah, rock and roll. You know? Well, seriously, Hardcore. though. Hardcore. There, there is no way that we can't discuss this, you know, without mentioning Spinal Tap. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is very true. So, and Spinal Tap visiting Stonehenge, of course, mm-hmm. and uh, their, their, their fateful... Uh, moment where the <laughs> where the Stonehenge came down and it was only what like six inches tall yeah. or whatever it was mm. and they all had to dance around it. But there's <laughs> they they used to have uh, festivals. There was it, Stonehenge was also the backdrop of the 1965 Beatles movie Help. Mm-hmm. And from 1972 to 1984, they had the Stonehenge Free Festival, which had bands like Hawkwind, Doctor <sighs> and the Medics, Hawkwind. <laughs> That's what I, I mean, I've never listened to Hawkwind or Doctor and the Medics any other way now. But uh, I do know these other two bands that were mm-hmm. there, which is the Thompson Twins. Okay. So hold me now. <laughs> oh, oh. I had that on like a forty-five yeah, when I was but... a kid. And Jimmy Page also performed there during its run. So nice. they had yeah they had like a lot of different festivals there. So mm. and of course during the summer solstice they still have people show up. And they bring like their instruments and they dance and they go crazy around it. So, mm-hmm. you know, they also, I mean, they don't have real rock concerts there anymore. No, but they probably have a bunch of hippies hanging out. Yeah. And if you, what's the, you, you think that, but they're not a bunch of hippies. It, it's <laughs> just, it's actually, there's a whole bunch of just like normal people that uh-huh. go there, you know, during this time. And then you also have a lot of people who are, who consider themselves Oh, the Druish. So you, yeah, you have a bunch of Druids show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all I need—a Druish princess. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the Druids, uh, you know, have a tendency to show up a lot during the uh, summer solstice. Which you know, you, who can blame them? That's what they do. You know, you know, summertime. Summer, 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 summertime. All right. Well, Stonehenge in recent times, uh, they there was a study done. Using ground penetrating radar. Ooh, yeah, that's my uh, favorite kind of radar. That's my favorite kind of penetrating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you said radar. Okay, sorry. But anyway, uh, by British and Austrian researchers, and apparently they found fifteen new, uh, you know, rocks or monuments, quote unquote monuments, just under the ground. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they used. A non-invasive technique, the ground penetrating radar, 3D laser scanning to make detailed maps of the subsurface without having to dig any holes. That's the best way to do it, man, because you have a a very old monument like that, you know, Mm -hmm. like 2,800-year-old monument, 3,000-year-old monument or whatever it is. You don't want to really dig down. No. They, they, you know, one of the things that I was reading about was uh, one of the guys decided to dig around like Woodhenge. Okay. Like, not on the inside, because everyone else wanted to dig on the inside. He said, no, let me dig around it. And that's when he found all those houses. Right, the foot traffic area. Yeah, he found all those houses. You know, instead of digging inside of the actual hinges, Mm -hmm. dig around them, and you're going to find a lot more. Not not on the actual inside, Mm -hmm. where you're going to dig down and, and, you know, make the rocks move. Right. So this is in the outer area um, around Stonehenge. And they've discovered a a ton of different things. bunch of man-made structures like the the hinges I was talking the, the monuments pits ditches uh, burial mounds graves and probably some latrines man probably you know people yeah. gotta poop probably a poop hole yeah well no <laughs> you, you have to you know oh, I know you're there you're digging ditches you're you're dragging stuff you're gonna have to go to the bathroom at some point mm-hmm so the research team also found gaps in the nearly two-mile-long Stonehenge Circus. Oh, that's yeah. The, the, the Circus is like the area that's kind of next to it. It's like just to the north, and it's it's like um, – I'm not even sure exactly what it, – it's like. It's sort of like a – like a like a field, right? But uh, it, yeah, it has well, like a like a hill to it. Yeah, well the the Circus is actually the the rings. Oh yeah, those okay. are that's what those, that is. And that that comes from the Roman word for courses because originally archaeologists thought that that's what it was. It was like a oh, track. That's right. They thought it was like a racetrack. Yeah, yeah, where like chariots would go around. And mm-hmm. the name, you know, they gave it the name Circus. 
So they found, researchers, the new ones, found that you know, a two-mile-long uh, cirsus near Stonehenge, a t- completely different one, and this is underground. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, everybody's up for new debate on why this is there and what's going to happen with it and yada, 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 but it's still, they found something new. Yeah. And you're talking, this is one of the most studied prehistoric sites on Earth. Because of, you know, all the... The hoopla, yeah. And they just found some more new stuff. That, that, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, pretty cool. So this brings us to other henges. <laughs> even more henges. Even more henges. <laughs> and, and most of these henges are U.S. henges, okay? Okay. And most us of them... henges? Yeah. Us? U- U- United Statesians. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not... not the word us. no no in in the in the united states okay yeah i wasn't like spelling it out for you who's on first oh jeez <laughs> okay so we had talked about foam henge at the top of the hour right. okay foam henge is one of my favorites okay mm-hmm. foam henge appeared on april fools day in 2004 it was assembled in place the day before on the property of natural bridge and it's all completely made out of foam yeah, hmm. uh, it's just one of the really cool things that I visited in Virginia, right outside of. It's in Natural Bridge, but right outside of like Natural Bridge Park. Okay, yeah, so, I, I still haven't been down there to check that out. Oh, it, it's very very cool if you ever get the chance. And also, there's like a safari park outside mm-hmm. where you can like feed animals. They give you like buckets, and you just drive through, <laughs> and like the, just alpacas just come and stick their head in, and you know, eat like all your food with their three lips. Right. Because I, I just I want to just. Get an alpaca to shave it so I can, you know. They have like yaks and all kinds of no, stuff. No, no, but that alpaca you could shave. fur is so soft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alpacas are really neat. I yeah. like them. But yeah, they've got monkeys and they have some kangaroos and, you know, just all kinds of animals, giraffes and things, and you can feed most of them. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a very neat place to go. But Foam Henge is, is I was very, very excited to go to Foam Henge. And mm-hmm. in fact, uh, on our show notes, I have. Um, a picture of me swung a sword in foam henge. Sweet. Yeah. So, um, but that's not uh, the only one of the United States and henges. <laughs> that's proper, right? I guess. Okay. We'll make it proper. Sure. All right. Um, you have, uh, I mean, and there's some ones that are like really like weird. Okay. Okay. Have you ever heard of the Georgia Guidestones? Yes. Yes, I have. We, we might even talk more about this yeah. when we you know, uh, in a, like a different episode. But mm-hmm. Georgia Guidestones are these 19 feet tall, uh, inscripted, carved in eight different languages, Swahili, Sanskrit, and uh, they were bankrolled by the mysterious R.C. Christian. Mm-hmm. That's about as deep as I want to get in with that yeah. because we, we might just do some other like strange things around the U.S. and I'd like to talk about that more. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Truckhenge in uh, Topeka, Kansas. <laughs> Truckhenge. Okay. Uh, yeah. You have uh, Kentucky Stonehenge. Okay. And that's in uh, Munford, Kentucky. And it's labeled as such on its very own heel stone. Uh, and uh, you have Chester Fryer uh, was, the, was the builder, and he used local rocks. Hmm. Um, uh, you have Front Yard Stonehenge in uh, Nunica, Michigan. Stubby Stonehenge in Roland, Missouri. It's a half-size Stonehenge. Nice. You have Carhenge in uh, uh, Alliance, Nebraska. Um, a mm. family reunion in 1987 produced what has become America's best-known quirky Stonehenge. Mm. And I, I believe I've seen that in like movies before. I yeah. can't think of it. But yeah. they they basically took and they they took some some cars and they buried them, you know, and put them on top of each other and mm-hmm. then spray painted them all white. Yeah, I think it was in uh, was it Doom Generation? Was that what it was yeah. in? Yeah. So you have America's Stonehenge, which is the least the least looking like a Stonehenge, but it <laughs> but they talk about it having like mystical powers and it's this weird rock on a wooded hill in North Salem, New Hampshire. And that okay. might be another thing we might talk about a little later. And okay. I saw a, a a show. What was that one? America Uncovered or um, America Dug Up or something like that. Yeah, it's on America the Unearthed. Unearthed. Yes. And that was the one he had went and, and and figured out a little bit about that and mm-hmm. and that in fact mixes in a little bit with uh, one of our previous 
episodes where we talked about Oak Island. Yes. Yep. They thought it was possible that, you know, it had some kind of connection with Oak Island. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we might even talk about that a little bit more. You have Stonehenge 2. <laughs> and, and, and that's in Ingram, Texas. Son of Stonehenge. Yeah, it was. This happened two years after Carhenge went up. The Stonehenge uh, bug flew south to Texas, and an eccentric <laughs> retired oil man named Al Shepard uh, put up a Stonehenge, and it was moved from its original spot in 2010 to its current location. Um, you have, of course, you know, uh, Sam Hill's Stonehenge in Mare Hill, Washington, mm -hmm. and he was a railroad ex executive, um, and uh, he put that on a bluff overlooking the Columbia River, nice. and and these are all made out of like concrete, and that is that's the one that they're really really large, and they, I mean it looks very very much like Stonehenge. Right, so right. you know, and, and they just they keep on going on. You know, you have Boathenge in Easley, Missouri. <laughs> Um, another hilltop Stonehenge in Patton, Missouri. I mean, there's just there's a ton of these. It's but just, these are all either kitsch or some sort of art installation. Yeah, they're basically like art installations. Yeah, you or know. some guy has just way too much money and way too much time. Exactly. There are yeah. two that I think that 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 aren't exactly like Stonehenge's. The Georgia Guidestones, and then the you know the the one that's in. Uh, that's in New Hampshire, mm -hmm. uh, America Stonehenge. Those two are are kind of strange, and there's something weird about them, right? You know, and they're not they predate the kitsch factor exactly. Of, of trying to, I don't think they were made to be a Stonehenge, right? Right. You know, they weren't. They weren't. They weren't made to be that. They just happen to be henges. They're like monuments. Mm -hmm. So you know, but they're yeah, they're very 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 strange, but. Um, you know, and they're, they're all over the U.S. And, you know, it doesn't just stop there. You also have a, a, a place that's in uh, Louisiana, in Cyprus, called uh, the Stonehenge Cocktail Bar. Nice. So, and that, I mean, they basically made it up to look like Stonehenge, you know, come in, get a cocktail, relax. Hmm. And then I also found one of the greatest puns <laughs> that I've ever found, and this is in Berkeley, California, and I'd like to go there if I make it out to see you, Dangerous D. Uh, we'll just take a ride over to Berkeley and check out Sconehenge Bakery. Oh, that's... Okay, I think I just found my favorite henge. Yeah, yeah, I'm, that's I'm, I'm a saying. lover of scones, so... I, I wonder if they get, if you can get the sampler platter of scones... And they just and they're pile it formed. up. No, yeah. no, it has to be shaped like... Stonehenge. They take oh, all yeah, the, scones. the little arches. No, they, yeah, they take the scones and stand them all up. You know I wouldn't I mean? be able to nah. eat that many scones. That's too <laughs> no, many carbs. Like, like the party platter. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> the party platter of scones. They just stick it all together with toothpicks. Yeah. You know? Why not? And have a little, you know, scone Merlin in the, in, in the middle, you know, <laughs> like beckoning the stones to come towards Beckoning the, the scones. The scones, around, sorry. You know, yes. informing them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah. So dig into it, man, because Stonehenge is is amazing. All these other henges are amazing, and mm -hmm. then you have these little kitschy henges all around the U.S. that are you know fake little stone henges, and it's it's kind of like how I see it with these kitschy ones. It's it's almost like you know how people really love the moe heads. Yes, you know, like yeah. for the Easter Island heads, mm -hmm. and they they have them, and they'll carve them, and they'll make them out of you know you anything. Know, yeah, you know, you have like the 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 uh, plexiglass. Well, not plexiglass. What's that stuff called? Plaster of Paris. Yeah, wireframe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've seen metal fiberglass. Yeah, you know, and they'll they'll make these out. When I was a kid, I had a doorstop that was a a Moe head. Mm -hmm. So you know, it's just like that. People find these monuments, and they and they they. They like to recreate them because yeah. they're they're amazing. Oh yeah, you yeah, know? they're fantastic. So it's 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 really like a you know just a tribute to yeah to, an homage to exactly. So uh, you know dig into it because there is a lot to do, uh, a lot to learn about mm -hmm. it, and you know no one's really figured it out. So yeah, that's it, even the best part. Yeah, right. nobody really knows for <laughs> sure what it's actually there for, mm -hmm. what kind of of worship it was used for, what kind of you know, what, clock, just a burial a site. Yeah, a calendar. Was it basically just like, you know, headstones? Yeah. You know, for, yeah. for mass, you know, burials or, or alien a landing burial site? That, a lot of people think that. Yeah. You know, I think that's funky, but you know <laughs> what I mean? Too. But you know, it's, it's, it's some neat stuff. So thank you so much for joining us for Henges. 
I really, yep. really appreciate it. And uh, I'm guessing you do too, Joe. Yeah, you talked a hell of a lot this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, the, the last hinge I want to leave you is, you know, when people have you know, like fill up their, their ashtray, yeah. you know, and then they just dump it out their, their car door, uh-huh. like into the parking lot. Which I, is horrible. That's, yeah. I've always called that a butt hinge. Butt hinge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've seen that. A, a butt hinge. A couple of art books, but it was like nude models. <laughs> a butt hinge put out by a butthole. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. You just could just throw it in the trash. Yeah. Why don't you just throw it in the trash? You know what I mean? So, uh, and that one's like the only hinge that I don't like. Yeah. Nah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about scone hinge some more. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. We're out of here. Hey, is there any topics that you want us to cover? Anything that you want to talk to us about or let us know about? Email us, feedback at thecurioso.com. Our Facebook, facebook.com backslash thecuriosopodcast. We tweet at curiosopodcast. And if you have any five-star reviews you'd like to give us on iTunes, please feel free. and fly he's over by now he's behind you he's over here he's on your phone we need a cup yeah put it over top of him he's on your phone dude you're gonna oh